Well, good morning. It's good to see you all. Glad you, uh, you made it today. Um, as Alistair said earlier, we are going to have a, a prayer service. We're trying to do that quarterly in our church, a time where, where our church can just come and, and pray. Um, oftentimes in uh, the American church, in the local church, we have a lot of emphasis on, on worship and a lot, of, you know, a lot of instruments and a lot of, a lot of word and you know, a lot of preaching, and, and we kind of minor in the prayer area, right? Maybe that's like that for your life. Maybe, hopefully it's not. Uh, but today we're going to pray. And we, uh, Alistair said earlier, we didn't, I didn't ask anyone uh, like, like I would normally do to, to be ready to pray out loud, but uh, we're asking all of you to potentially be ready to be, pray out loud. And, and on the back of your bulletin, if you take a look at that, there, there are the prayer prompts that we're going to go through each section. And so if something kind of stands out to you, it's on your heart, and you, you want to pray, pray. And I, I would say that pray with clarity and pray with brevity. <clears throat> it doesn't need to be some long, drawn-out, eloquent uh, speech when you pray. Um, what we're going to have today is uh, some time of, of sharing the Word together and, and learning from God's Word and, and just in, in kind of a minor way. And then in a major way, we're going to take what we've learned and just use it practically uh, the way Paul has instructed us to, to use it, okay? So uh, there will be times I know it's going to be silent at times and just kind of maybe awkward, and uh, we want to push through that, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll move on through our prayer time together. Uh, we will have a time where we're going to pray uh, in little groups too, so get ready for that. That'll be fun, right? Get the nervousness out now. You get to talk to somebody today. It's going to be great. Before we get there, though, <clears throat> I'd like you to turn to Psalm 122. Psalm 122. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting when we have a prayer service, God always orchestrates these the timing of these things, and... Uh, Interesting what's going on in the world right now um, against Israel and uh, the attacks that are there. And this is uh, something that, that when I saw and I heard more of it, I'm like, oh, so Jesus is coming soon. We see him on the horizon and, uh, and we as a bride need to be ready. We need to pray for Jerusalem and we need to pray for Israel, but we need to be ready and prayerful over our own lives and our own selves uh, that we're, we're ready. We're a bride ready and adorned for the bridegroom when he comes that we'd be find, found faithful, and, and that my heart and your heart would be, would be eager for that. I think there's sometimes there's not an eagerness. There's just like, well, I'm doing my life, I like my life, and yeah, Jesus is going to come at some point. Well, I, the more I see the world around me, the more I, I think I'm ready to go. I'm ready for Jesus to come back. I'm ready for this to be made new. And whether it's soon or whether it's not, I'm going to be ready. Amen? I want to read this passage of Scripture, and then we're going to spend a minute just to pray uh, for Israel. I rejoiced with those who said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet were standing within your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city should be, solidly united, where the tribes, the Lord's tribes, go up to give thanks to the name of the Lord. This is an ordinance for Israel. There, thrones for judgment are placed, thrones of the house of David. Pray for the well-being of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls, security within your fortresses. Because of my brothers and friends, I will say, may peace be in you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will pursue your prosperity. Let's turn our focus to the Lord in prayer for Israel. Father, as we look all around the world, um, we see turmoil everywhere. And God, even now, as, as we've heard, learned news over the last couple of days of of the attack towards Israel, God, that is 
That is your special place, your special people. And God, uh, we don't understand always why, but God, we, we pray for them. We pray for the peace there. We pray for the security there. God, ultimately, we pray that your name would be lifted up there. And God, as we see times like this in our lives, God, I think there's, there's a, a temptation to fear. God, let us not fear in our hearts, but let us have faith and trust in you. Knowing that, God, as we see the turmoil that, that comes, the wars and rumors of wars, God, it's one step closer to seeing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God, we wait for that. We long for that. God, we are, we are just temporary citizens, aliens of this world. God, passing through, heaven is our home. So, God, we, we desire that. We desire for you to come soon, Lord, to restore what needs to be restored, to redeem what needs to be redeemed, God, to make all things new. Help our hearts be in line with what you're doing, with your people, and with the advancement of the gospel for your kingdom. God, there's a hope that does not disappoint, and it's in Jesus. We thank you for that. God, now as we look to your word and, and see this model of prayer, may it encourage us to also pray. May it encourage us to be people who don't just pray for ourselves or needs that pop up, but that we are consistently praying for others. We thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to Second Thessalonians now, if you would, towards the, uh, the back of the New Testament, probably about the middle of the New Testament. After Romans and Corinthians and after Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, then we get into the, the T's, the T's. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. I mentioned we have a quarterly time usually for prayer in our church, and it's a, it's a time of congregational prayer. It's where we, the body of Christ, come together and pray. And uh, I, would, I would say that we sometimes put too much stock in someone else's prayer. Uh, you, maybe you, oh man, Brandon, I can't wait for you to pray, but I, I tell you, I am blessed by you when you pray. Um, I am blessed and reminded uh, weekly for those that continue to, to tell me that you pray, and those that, that don't tell me, but you do pray for me and my family and for our church and for this ministry, uh, I remember that, and I'm strengthened by that, and I am encouraged by that. So I am so blessed by your prayers. But Paul, at, at the end of chapter 2, um, and Paul often gave a model prayer. He, he would often pray for the churches and say, you know, we, the, the apostles, me and the apostles, the guys I'm with now, uh, we are praying for you in these ways, church. And it's encouraging, like, oh, wow, they're praying for us to be strengthened, to know the word, and to be bonded together in unity, these awesome prayers. And, and, and we feel that, and we love to be prayed for, right? But we don't very often have that same love for praying for someone else. And, and Paul, after chapter 2 in, in 2 Thessalonians, he goes into chapter 3, and he kind of turns it around and switches the stages on him. Says, so in, in chapter 2, if, or chapter 3, rather, uh, verses 1 through 3, if you'd follow with me, Paul goes on, in addition, brothers and sisters, after he just prayed for the brothers and sisters, now he says, in addition, brothers and sisters, pray for us. Pray for us that the word of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored just as it was with you, that we might be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not all have faith. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord about you and that you are doing uh, and will continue to do what we have commanded. May the Lord direct your hearts to God's love and Christ's endurance. So interesting things to learn here. We're going to pick this apart, and, and certainly there, that Paul has said, pray for us. That's a sermon title today, pray for us. And it's going to be a sermonette, just a few quick things before we uh, get into prayer. 
Uh, the first thing we see him ask us to pray for is pray for the success of the gospel ministry. That's number one. You'll see that on your notes. Uh, number one, pray for the success of the gospel ministry. He says, in addition, pray for us that the word of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored, just as it was with you. Uh, to be honored is to be believed, and, and it's like to be heard, and it's heralded, and I, I want to receive that. I need that. That's, that's so important for my life. So he wants the word of the Lord to spread. So the prayer in, in, in praying for ministry is we pray for us, one another, and the idea is that we would pray this congregationally for each other, that the word of the Lord would spread, that the gospel of Jesus Christ would go forward, and that, that hearts would be ready to hear and confess their need for the Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what it means to honor the gospel. The people honored it, right? As they heard it. They were ready to receive in their heart Christ as Savior and the, and the message of, of the gospel. Uh, Ephesians 6, Paul says, pray for me. So we encourage again, please pray for me, pray for us, that the message may not or uh, may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. What is the prayer we should have as, as the advancement of the gospel? Is that, that you and I would have boldness. That you and I, when we would have opportunity, would, we would open our mouths and that the words that we need to say, uh, we would make known the, with boldness the, the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I, how many, I mean, how many of you would say fear is one of your number one reasons for not sharing your faith? Any, anyone want to be honest out there? Okay, there's three of you that are afraid. Yeah, and the rest of you are afraid to be afraid. We're all, I mean, it's, it's kind of afraid. I don't know what they're going to think. Uh, pray then. We pray for one another. Pray that you would have boldness. And, and I mean, there's opportunities every day, everywhere. But pray that we would, we would be bold with the gospel. You know, in the book of Acts, we're studying this in our Sunday school class. The, the reason there was so much boldness to share their faith was because they met the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Like they, they came to, he didn't just die and stay dead. He rose from the dead and it changed everything. The reason we can be bold is we serve a living Savior who has come to us to redeem us with this beautiful message of the gospel. And when we have come to him in faith, he changes everything. And I think you and I sometimes forget that. We forget that we have been changed. We have been transformed. We were old and, and, and away from God, separated from God, but through faith in Christ, he's made us new, and that's the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and it's the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ not only in you and for you, but it's for your neighbor. Maybe it's for your spouse. Maybe it's for your parents or your siblings or your coworkers, people you go to school with. It's the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation. And that's what Paul says in Romans 1. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I don't want to be ashamed of it. Why? Because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Isn't that amazing? That the gospel is so powerful. It doesn't have to be like, come to church and sing the songs with me. And you'll be, no, that's, come sit there and just put in the hour and a half and it's, it's God's going to bless you in that. Maybe, but not, it's not about that. It's about the power of the gospel. And if you've been transformed by the power of the gospel, the same gospel, gospel that transformed you can transform your neighbor, your loved one. Right? And so you and I should not be afraid, but we should pray for the success of the gospel ministry as it goes out, that it would go out. The word of God would spread, hearts would be ready, that we would be bold, and that we would be the ones that raise our hand and say, here am I, send me. What is the prayer? Jesus says in Luke 10, he told them the harvest is what? It's abundant. The harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. The workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. We pray for that. We pray for others to, to 
get up and say, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go into the harvest field. I'm going to go harvest. I'm going to go sow and harvest and, 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 and reap. And, and it's, it's about the gospel going out. The prayer should be that, that first I would go and, and that God would continue to raise others up and we would then go. We pray for the success of the gospel ministry. So what we're going to do right now is pray for that. Uh, again, look at your, the back of your bulletin, if you would. Turn that over. It has several different prayers in there related to the gospel. Maybe God's putting it on your heart to pray something about that's not listed, that, that hearts would be ready to hear, that, that people would, would come to the end of themselves and, and know there's something bigger and better and that they look to Jesus, that, um, that, that the word would go out. You can pray for, for boldness for us. You can pray that, that workers would rise up for the harvest. Whatever it might be as we go into this time of prayer, let's together as the body of Christ pray for that and just pray out loud so we can hear you and and when we've finished praying I'll, I'll close us in prayer and we'll uh, we'll move on to our next our next section okay let's let's go to the lord in prayer Lord, remind us, remind us of the depth and the power of the gospel. God, and it met us in that, in that deepest time of need when we realized how sinful and separated we were from you. But the power of God was shown through Christ as he came to offer himself as a sacrifice for our sins. God, we thank you that the God of the universe died in a place that we deserve to die. So that through our faith in him, we would have forgiveness and life. God, he's made us new through faith. So God, as, as we've been made new, may we continually crucify our old self. May we continually die to ourselves and, and take up our cross and follow you. And God, may the testimony of what you have done in our lives not just be seen, but heard through conversations as we share it as we share the message of hope that's in the gospel, that, that we, we can be reconciled to God through faith in Jesus Christ. We thank you for that. We thank you that you have made a way when, when it looked like all hope was lost. You gave us enduring hope. So we pray that the gospel message would go out. God, I pray for each one of my brothers and sisters who are here today. God, for those who are even absent, that God, you would increase their passion. God, increase their their desire to make much of you, not only in their lives as they act, uh, as they live, but God, in their, in their words. Give them boldness. Give them boldness and strength, God, and just a, a desire to share because there's no other hope to share except for Christ. God, bind us in unity in the message of the gospel, not only within our own church, but within this community, Lord, with the other churches. God, with other brothers and sisters who attend elsewhere, God, that we would be about the business of the gospel. Help us steer away from, from ever desiring or being tempted to become some sort of club. But we, may we be the, the living body of Jesus Christ who loves and serves where people can come to know Christ as Savior. Thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. 
All right, so number two, what is he encouraging us to pray for? So one, we should be praying right for each other. Like, so your prayer and my prayer for others should be about the ministry of the gospel going forward. Number two, that we would be strengthened and delivered. That we would be strengthened and delivered. I pray that for you often. I want you to know that. I hope you pray that for me as well. We, we come together and there's some strength here and there's unity and it's, there we, found, we find satisfaction and power here. But when we walk out those doors, at times we feel alone. But I pray that you would be strengthened by uniting with other believers in the middle of the week. I pray that you would be strengthened by adhering to and going to the Word of God and letting God's Word fill you up. When you feel weak, that He is strong and that you would be strengthened in Him. I, feel, I, I pray that you would be delivered. You and I face all kinds of temptations and and Satan knows exactly what will get us. We pray that we'd be delivered, that we would withstand those attacks, that we would put up the shield of faith. I pray for that for you. And Paul, Paul says it here in, in verses 2 and 3. He says, And pray that we may be delivered from, the, from wicked and evil people. For not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. I love how Paul, like a good pastor, turns a prayer for himself back around to an encouragement to the church. You see, you notice that? Pray that we might be delivered by the way he'll strengthen you and guard you. What he knows is, I need you to pray that God will strengthen and guard me as well. I'm praying that for you, and I want you to pray that for me, is what Paul says, that, that when we think about our brothers and sisters, that we would be praying that they'd be strengthened and delivered from evil. Where else do we see that, right? In the model prayer, don't we? And with Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, right at the end of the Lord's Prayer, part of it he said, and we, how do we pray? Notice this too, when, when Jesus says, we pray what? Our Father in heaven? It's our, we're praying us, deliver us from evil, right? It's a congregational prayer. So he says, forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors, and do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. That should be a prayer. Why, why do we need to pray that? You can, you can respond, it's okay. Why do we need to pray that? What's that? The battle is real. We face the evil one at every corner. It's, it's so amazing how he knows exactly how to tempt us. I think I said this in one of my the previous sermons. We talked about what was designed and then deceived, how we're deceived. What does Satan do? He deceives us. And while there's a truth of God, we kind of, well, is it really what that is? And then when we turn away, if we start questioning and doubting, we turn away, and he gives us any option we want, as long as we'll not choose truth and Jesus. So we want to be delivered from that. In 2 Corinthians, uh, we see that Paul writes, uh, whoever thinks he stands must be careful not to fall. Right? We think, oh, well, I've got this. I, I, can, I can withstand temptation. And that's typically what, when temptation comes full on. And, and we don't even see it. We've already fallen to it. But then he encourages, he says, no temptation has, has come upon you except what is common to humanity. Right? You're in good company. Everyone deals with these temptations. The great news is this. God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation, He will also provide a way out so you might be able to bear it. That is a promise from God. When we, when we think, oh, I just, I, there's no, no way I can, I can win here. I'm just going to fall into the sin. And you do fall into that sin. Well, there's nothing I could have done. God says something different. God says that he is faithful to provide a way out that you can bear it. It's a matter of trusting in him. That's why we pray for one another to be strengthened. 
and delivered. I want to pray that you be strengthened to resist temptation and not to fall and to, to see the way that God has allowed us to, to, not, to not be tempted beyond what we can bear, but look for those ways that God gives us as an out. All right, what I want to do now, we're going to go into a time of prayer about being strengthened and delivered and, and maybe just sharing a burden because that, that, that's one of those things that weighs us down and gets us weak. So we're going we're gonna to break up into groups of like four or five-ish and just turn towards each other. It's going to get a little noisy. And just, and just if you have a prayer request, share. Someone, I'm sure, in that group of four or five is kind of being willing to be, I'll be the person that kind of starts saying, well, what about you? How about you? Share what's on your heart. Share what you might need prayer for. Right? And, and tr- I would try to avoid your great uncle's, nephew's, dog's, whatever, and really focus about what's going on here. Let that burden that's on your heart be the one that kind of rises up and goes out. So just, just for a few minutes, we're going we're gonna to get together with, with four or five people and, and just share a little bit and, and in that group and then pray. Have someone pray for those needs. All right? Ready? You guys are just prayers. See, I knew you could do it. I knew you could do it. And you're going to say, I, you're talkers. But what is prayer but talking to God, right? Good job. Ready? All right. Um, good job. Good job praying together. I know that gets uncomfortable, but it's so important for us as the body of Christ to be vulnerable in those ways. And, and maybe you weren't as vulnerable as you could have been or should have been. That's fine. But uh, I hope you grow in that. I hope you are able to share those burdens uh, with one another, and, and we can offer those to God. Sometimes we don't know the answer. I, I saw a, a, a slogan this week. I want to make a, a hoodie out of it. It says, um, I, I can't fix it, but I know a guy. And uh, I think that's pretty awesome. I know, I know a Jewish carpenter can take care of it, so... We're trusting him. All right, well, let's continue on here. Last, uh, last section of praying for us, what Paul continues to exhort here to the uh, church at Thessalonica. He says in verses 4 and 5, he says, he says, we have confidence in the Lord about you. He's getting out talking again to the church about the church that you are doing and, and will continue to do what we command. So they've come, they've taught, and here's the word of God, and they want them to continue in that. He says, may the Lord direct your hearts to God's love and Christ's endurance. I think as Paul says that, he, he again says that now, he switches his gears he wants them to be praying. He wants them to be continually praying for him and his ministry. But he he goes to that pastor's heart again, and and, and the what he wants prayed for him. He, he can't help but pray and encourage towards the, the church at uh, Thessalonica. So what does he say? It, the, number three is this: that, that when you pray for us, we pray that we would obey and endure from the heart. That's number three. Pray that we would um, uh, obey and endure from the heart. He says that that you'll continue to do what we commanded, right? Which was the apostles' teaching was the scriptures. So you'll do the Word of God, you'll obey the Word of God, and, and he, he says, may the Lord direct your hearts to God's love and Christ's endurance. So we have to obey and endure from the heart. It's not enough to just check the boxes off and say, oh, look how good I am, I did it, yay, give me a gold star. It has to say, I, I, I love Jesus. It comes, it comes from a heart that wants to endure, because when it gets tough, if all we're doing is checking the boxes off, we will stop checking the boxes off. 
But when it gets tough and when our heart has, has embraced Christ and wants more of Christ, what, what that's going to do is, is push us to endure because of what he has done for us. Jesus says in John 14, 14, 16, he says, if you love me, right, from the heart, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So when we obey and endure, it has to have started with, God, I, I start this with love. It came from love. I love God. And it's hard to endure on our own, right? Well, Jesus has taken care of that for us too. In Jeremiah 31, he says this. This is my, the new covenant I'll make with the house of Israel. He says, uh, I will put my teachings within them, within you and me, and write it on their hearts. That God wants to write his word on your heart. He wants to put those teachings within you. He says, I will be their God, and they will be my people. He's, he's encouraged us to enter into a, a heart relationship with him, right? Where he's our God, and we're his people, his sons and daughters. No longer will one teach his neighbor or his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for, for they will all know me from the last, uh, at least to the greatest of them. This is the Lord's declaration. For I will forgive their iniquity and never again remember their sin. Why can we have endurance? Why can our obedience in, in, from the heart endure? Because he endured for us. He endured through the cross of Christ. He endured, he endured uh, with his great love for us as a model that, that through faith in Christ, we could have our sins forgiven and we could be at peace with God and a right relationship with God. And because we have that hope within us, we can then endure and obey him. That's what he's asking. So Paul says, obey and endure from the heart. Pray that we would obey and endure from the heart. If you look at the back again of your bulletin, we'll go into our last time of prayer together. It's that last section. There are several bullet points there. I'm just going to, we'll go quiet again right now. And, and uh, I know you got all friendly and you want to do that again, right? We're just going to go quiet again. And then just as you, as you uh, feel God prompting you and, and you see one of these prompts, pray out loud. Let's pray that we would be obedient and endure from the heart. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, what, what a joy it's been to be together. And God, as we pray about obeying and enduring from the heart, part of that is being obedient to endure together. So God, continue to help us make, make the priority of our lives and our hearts, obedience to Christ, bringing much glory to him. May the priority of our lives be to gather together with the body Often, Lord, more often than we, we probably do. God, may, may the commitment to your kingdom and the growth of your kingdom be one of our top priorities. But help us endure in those ways that we maybe not have been as faithful in the past. Help us to see the ways that we can make much of you, God, by doing what is right and bringing honor and glory to you. And God, as we, we become the salt and light of the world, the world would see our good deeds and they would give glory to our Father who is in heaven. Thank you, God, for the opportunity we have to come and 
and to pray as, as your, your body, your church, for these needs. That may be a model that we hold on to. Not just quarterly, but as often as we can, individually and together. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm ask the worship team to come back up, and I want you to, uh, to turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 5. I'm going to move over here. And we'll do our last passage of Scripture out of Romans chapter 5. Just talking about the enduring faith that we have and, and the hope that that should well up inside of us. Let's stand together and read that together. All right, Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We also have obtained access through him by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, we also boast in our afflictions, because we know that affliction produces endurance, Endurance produces proven character, and proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Father, may we, may we always consider our brothers and sisters and be faithful to pray for them, not just to ask for prayer or to pray for the things going on in our own life, but to Consider those around us, God, who, who need our prayer as well, that we would make a commitment to pray for one another regularly. We thank you. We thank you for the hope that we have in Christ that endures. We pray in Christ's name.